Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KCYX Newscast for Friday, July 15. I'm Victor Palomino, this week with Sarah Wright and Alicia Bells. On tonight's edition of KCYX Newscast, our news team traveled to the coast to cover the California Coastal Commission visit to Fort Bragg. We will hear from the commissioners about their work and goals to the visit, followed by a report from the commission's meeting from the month of July, and we'll end with the coverage of the City of Fort Bragg tour and presentation to the commissioners. It's Friday, and this is the KCYX Newscast. The California Coastal Commission paid a three-day visit to Fort Bragg as part of their monthly visit to learn in person about the issues affecting the California coast. The statewide governor's appointed commissioners serve for a four-year term with the mission of protecting the state coastal and marine resources and ensure its future. The chair of the actual commission is Fort Bragg resident Donna Brownsey, who explained to KCYX the commission work and the plan for the visit. The Coastal Commission was established almost 50 years ago, and we were established in order to protect the resources, the beaches and the marine resources, and especially to ensure that public had access to the beautiful coast of California. And also we are a statewide body that approves any development up and down the coast to ensure that it meets the, the criteria of the Coastal Act to maximize public access, to protect the environment, and to balance property interests and the interests of the public. We're appointed by the governor, the pro tem, and the speaker of the state assembly. It is our duty and by law our responsibility to represent members of the public. The visit include official meetings and social gatherings where the commissioners have the opportunity to listen from the public, nonprofit organizations, business and officials. Tonight was really just about showing uh, the commission, giving an opportunity for commissioners to mingle here at the beautiful Mendocino Botanical Gardens, provide a social environment where there's no lobbying going on. It's just so people can meet each other and be in this peaceful, beautiful place. Often we deal with conflict, and so to come to a place of such beauty uh, after a long meeting, uh, it really reminds you of why protecting the coast is so important. The final day of the visit include the Commission's monthly meeting, this time at the city of Fort Bragg Town Hall. Tomorrow is our third day of our hearing. We've had two days, uh, two full days of hearing. Tomorrow's a half day of hearing, and the issues tomorrow will be on a uh, report on the Fort Bragg headlands and the blue economy, and then we'll take a tour of the headlands uh, up to the harbor. And because the, there are a number of issues that are gonna come before the commission in the future, it was an opportunity for the commission to learn about this community, to learn about the headlands and all of the initiatives that are occurring here in uh, the North Coast community uh, so that when we are reviewing those issues and being asked to make decisions on whatever the projects are, that they'll have a context because they will have seen it. The Commission has the task to ensure that coastal regions are equipped 
to deal with issues like the environment and climate change. Commissioner Sara Aminsandén talked about what the Commission can do to help local communities to work on their goals. You know, the best thing the Coastal Commission can do to support a community like Fort Bragg, I would say, is to provide resources to let you all continue to lead on what's best for this community. And then also, of course, to do what we can within our mandate to hold polluting facilities accountable to ensure that people's public health and wellness is protected. But there's clearly some, some other issues that we will need to deal with. Um, the threat, potentially, of a polluting railroad, the potential for some of the legacy contamination to be reintroduced into the environment as we see rising sea levels. And, you know, there will be some serious efforts underway, I think, to revitalize the harbor and the business district. And, you know, we will be a part of that. The commissioners also had the time to talk with local tribes and recognize the work the state need to do to make sure that everyone is involved in the future of the coastal region. We are responsible. We need to take responsibility and accountability for a racist history. And um, when there are significant matters of you know, how a land will be treated and who owns it and who has access, that's an area where our agency can and must step up. What about uh, the communities that are not here present in this visit? Like there is a big uh, immigrant and Latino community here. They're affected like directly because they're working on the water, they're working on the boats. So what is the commission can do to make sure that they are part of the process? You know, we've really been working as an agency to develop and then implement our environmental justice policy. But the hard work is really ensuring that people have real access and voice in our decisions, including working people, people that are unhoused. And, you know, we continue to confront the reality that the way that we operate doesn't always work well for people that might have a couple jobs and might not be able to take a day off and present to us. And similarly, for some of our tribal partners, you know, our notice and comment process just doesn't work. It isn't long enough. And a lot of tribes do things in, in person and at special times during the year. So we really have to constantly evaluate if the way that we're operating is making the agency and the decisions we make and the resources truly accessible to everyone in a given community. And we've made a lot of progress, but there's still a lot of work to do. What's next for the commission? You know, we have a meeting every month. Next month we will be in Calabasas. We continue every month to consider, you know, issues of importance to communities throughout the coast, looking at water supply projects, looking at transportation and energy projects, always with our mission of providing public access to protecting endangered species, um, and increasingly really to deliver on environmental justice and climate resilience also. The Commission posts their work on social media with information about ways the community can be involved. You can also find all the information and meeting archives at coastal.ca.gov. For KCYX News, I'm Victor Palomino. Next, Sarah Wright brings a report from the Commission monthly meeting at the Fort Bragg Town Hall. Though the Commission had no action items today, all the major issues of the Fort Bragg waterfront were laid before them in detail, from developments at the Harbor District and the Noyo Center for Marine Sciences to the latest in the struggle over the future of the headlands. While the public spoke up in favor of remediating the toxins left behind by Georgia Pacific, a representative of a regulatory agency recommended containment. 
The skunk train, which acquired 270 acres of the headlands through eminent domain, insisted that it's committed to cleaning up the site and that it's subject to local and state authority. Andy Mackey summed up his take on the skunk train early in the public comment portion of the meeting. Mr. Mackey, are you going to sing us a song? Yes. Oh, we love songs. I, um, in order to stay in my two minutes, I thought the guitar would help me keep time. When you hear a railroad song, you think of the times that are long gone. But even though the times have changed, corporate greed is still the same. There's a cute little skunky railroad train Wants to claim eminent domain And plant yet another corporate flag On the headlands in Fort Bragg When the rails ruled those dirty crooks Wrote the laws that are on the books They say they're a utility But they're really only touristy Tell your ma Tell your pa, the railroad thinks they're above the law. Well, the town folk here have had enough of toxic ponds on the coastal bluffs. GP Coke or the little skunk, someone needs to clean this up. There's a cute little skunky railroad train Wants to claim eminent domain And plant yet another corporate flag On the headlands in Fort Bragg. Commissioner Carol Hart and Chair Donna Brownsey asked Mendocino Railway Vice President Chris Hart about the company's stance on its relationship to regulatory agencies. Mendocino Railway is the skunk train's parent company. The vice president was not overly forthcoming. I just want to clarify for myself, the commission and the public, a, a little bit of an understanding mm -hmm. of where in the mind of Mendocino Railway, uh, the rights of uh, railroad eminent domain will apply in your mind and where they won't. So could you just describe that? And my understanding, just to get, if I'm not being clear, is that your perspective is that as a railroad, those rights extend to railroad related development. So I just wanted to clarify or have it clarified on the record how you view that in the context of the headlines. Sure. Um, I don't think I should comment, um, partly because we're in a lawsuit right now with the city of Fort Bragg on that very topic. Well, if I, if I could just follow up, Vice Chair, uh, because my understanding is you have made public statements. Uh, the Mendocino Railroad has made public statements about um, their view that they, in fact, because you're a railroad utility, mm -hmm. not subject to local or state authority. No, we're subject to local and state authority. Absolutely. So you are subject to local and state authority Absolutely. for any development out at the mill site. We, we follow all local, state, and federal regulations. Some people, how they interpret that, there's been some contention about, but we follow all of that. Okay, so with respect to um, any plans, now my, my understanding is you, are following local and state uh, regulatory um, uh, requirements with respect to the mill site cleanup and yes. that that was yes. um, uh, articulated in your CDP application to the Coastal Commission that was submitted on Wednesday, yeah. correct? But, res but I, I thought I read in some of the local papers uh, comments from uh, either yourself or your leadership that 
um, that as a public utility you were not subject to um, state or um, local uh, regulatory authority with respect to the development of the mill site. I think that it's been complicated. For example, we did have a meeting with the commission staff a few years ago, and even in that meeting, there was some contention about how things are exactly interpreted. Chief Skunk Robert Pinoli told Commissioner Mike Wilson the railroad does enjoy some exceptions to the permitting process. This may seem a little granular, but when I parked my car behind over there mm -hmm. uh, near your site, there was, it appeared to be construction going on on a building there. Um, there was a forklift, there was people doing work. It looked like a new roof, maybe a repair work. I just have to ask this question. Do you have a building permit to do that? And I was, uh, in reference to this question with regards to abiding by all federal, state, and local regulation, is there a building permit for the work that's happening on your property currently? I think the best thing is I'll get Robert, um, who's also here, and he, he'll have a little bit more information on that one. Okay, so thank, thank you, Robert Mr. Pernoli. Hart. I think he, what he's saying is uh, Mr. Uh, Pinoli yeah, knows more up. about the details yeah. with respect to your question, that's Commissioner. Mr. Yeah, Pinoli, can you come to the mic and perhaps clarify? And so I think Commissioner Wilson's asking about local and then uh, probably Coastal Commission, uh, a CDP, so please Thank you. Please yeah, proceed. The, uh, the, to your question, no, there is no building permit because the railroad, uh, that building is a railroad maintenance facility for equipment. Uh, we are preempted from the process. So I have a question about that. So how do you protect public health and safety with relationship to this for adjacent property owners and even for your own insurance purposes? The work that's being done is being done uh, in accordance with uh, all of the rules and regulations uh, set forth. How is that monitored or confirmed? It's uh, monitored uh, internally, but it's also the outside contractor has a, a safety officer um, that is generally not a part of the project on a day-to-day -day basis. And are those documents and uh, available to the public? They are not. Okay. Thank you. That's all I need. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Pinoli, if you could just return to the mic. And I, I'm just curious about uh, uh, a coastal development permit. Do you have a coastal development permit for the um, redevelopment of that building? We do not. Okay. Thank you so much. Meanwhile, Tom Lanfer of the Department of Toxic Substances Control, a sister regulatory agency to the Coastal Commission, recommended that two of the ponds containing legacy waste from the mill operations should be contained. Community members disagreed. My name is Jake Madden. I'm actually a regulator with the San Mateo County Environmental Health. I'm not here in a professional capacity, just as a local resident. My main uh, comment here is, you know, I'm very familiar with the framework in which DTSC works. Um, they do not control land use. And so part of their job is to control human health risk. And as part of that control, they can, they can either decide to do cleanup or they can just remove people. So removing people removes risk but leaves blight. The only entity that this would uh, be good for would be GP and they're, they're no longer a part of the community. My name is James Schoonover. I am speaking in support of protecting the Noyo headlands and for the safest and best beneficial use of the site, both ecologically and for the community. Determining the land's use will determine the degree to which it will be decontaminated. Protection and restoration of the wetlands, creeks, and estuary 
are the best and most resilient use of this part of the site. The berm and dam currently holding contaminated ponds are likely to be inundated by sea level rise. On current tsunami maps, the berm is completely underwater. Now a plan has been submitted for an extensive bulwark instead of a living coastal line. Ideally, the Noyle headlands would be managed as a commons, including the uses proposed by the community over the past 20 years. The city was negotiating the purchase from GP Coke Industries while ensuring the contamination would be mitigated to a safe level for these intended uses. Instead, Mendocino Railway acquired it through eminent domain, ostensibly as part of their rail operations. This taking is a perpetuation of the tragedy of the commons to benefit a few at the expense of the rest of the community. Acting City Manager Sarah McCormick told commissioners that just two days ago, Mendocino Railway submitted a coastal development permit for their plan to clean the toxic ponds. The Fort Bragg City Council expects to take it up in August. After the meeting, commissioners took a tour of the sites they'd spent the morning hearing about. We'll hear all about it next from Program Director Alicia Bales. Look to your right, um, this bay right here is Soldiers Bay, and that's where the Mill Pond um, project will take place. After the meeting at Fort Bragg Town Hall this morning, acting Fort Bragg City Manager Sarah McCormick led the members of the California Coastal Commission on a tour of the Noyo Headlands, along with members of the public. It was a spectacular warm sunny day on the coast, and the group walked past the Crow's Nest Interpretive Center along the coastal trail to Soldier Bay. The toxic mill ponds could be seen across the water, and in front of them, on the beach, there was a pile of concrete debris. Coastal Commission Chair Donna Brownsey explained what they were looking at. See the riprap? Yeah, That's yeah. the dam, and behind that is the toxic pond. So you can see where sea level rise becomes It's leaching, an right, issue. In, it's leaching right. right in there right now. Plus yeah, it's got it's, a well, it's, yeah, the water's hitting the dam. That's going to be uh, part of the cleanup plan is to strengthen that dam because right now, you know, they just have some riprap. I think they have a pretty, it's a berm, you know, so I think they want to, uh, they're concerned about sea level rise and any of that um, toxic waste um, being released because of the, the inherent weakness of that structure. My name is Sarah Amanzada and I'm a California Coastal Commissioner. Unfortunately, um, in some of our most um, iconic and beautiful areas of the coast and shoreline in California, we've seen heavy industry and contamination that lasts for decades. And so, you know, that's a huge environmental justice and public health issue. And it's also something that we will need to look at as we do see rising sea levels and extreme weather events, you know, we're seeing some of these legacy contaminants, um, you know, re-enter the environment and potentially expose people. So, you know, that's something that they're looking at um, up in Arcata and Eureka areas. There's a ton of um, legacy contamination, but we're really seeing it throughout California. Commissioner Sarah Amanzada of Marin County is interested in how communities are finding nature-based solutions to climate change. To her, the Noyo headlands present an extraordinary opportunity. I think in this area of the coast, you all have such great circumstances to work with because it's not very developed right up into the end. And so, you know, we, in some ways we can look at the California coast as like a living laboratory 
for um, coastal adaptation. And in that way, I think it'll be really interesting to, to work with this region to see how you might upgrade and make your transportation systems and all of your infrastructure resilient to rising sea levels. The optimistic tone continued at the next stop on the tour, overlooking Noyo Harbor on the south side of the Headlands parking lot. Tristan McHugh of the Nature Conservancy has led a two-year experiment to bring back kelp forests in the harbor by removing purple urchins. She told the Coastal Commission about the project's hopeful results. Right behind me is one of the places that we saw urchin encroach into the system at numbers that were 60 times what they were um, quote-unquote historically. What we can say is kelp does return. When urchin are reduced down to less than two per square meter, kelp can come back. But now the question that we're looking at this year and into the future is, will it hold? And what does it take to make it hold? And that's what we're um, exploring at the site behind me this year is exploring urchin trapping, potentially as a method to use in conjunction with hand harvest, as well as um, kelp enhancement strategies at Albion, so we're exploring a number of different um, tools to put humans in that role of top predator until another top predator like the sea star is able, sorry, to reestablish itself. The third and final stop on the tour was the new Slack Tide Cafe at the Noyo Harbor. Formerly Carini's Fish Grotto, the shuttered building was purchased this year by the Noyo Center for Marine Science. We gathered outside on the harborside patio while Noyo Center's Sheila Siemens explained the vision for their new site. I'm so excited to welcome you to our newest facility. Since the Noyo Center was conceived of, we knew we needed to have a property in the harbor for boat access in order to do some of the research. And so you can see now we have 60 feet of dock space. This was a restaurant. And you might say to yourself, why is the Marine Science Center acquiring a restaurant? Well, we looked at that building, we looked at that building, we looked at that building, none of them fit. And then we came here and I was like, a restaurant? And we looked at it a little more and I was like, well, wait a minute, this is a really great spot. And what we have decided to do, and I'm super excited to tell you about it, is open the Slack Tide Cafe here, utilizing the commercial kitchen to diversify our income stream and fund the research we want to do here. Harbor master Anna Newman is determined to move forward on numerous improvements at Noyo Harbor. The other potential that we have here that we talked a little bit about was developing plans for these underutilized buildings and we can see two of them right here and while we don't have any plans for them, dreamers like me and Sarah that want to see this community come up and these potentials start to occur and be transitioned from old buildings that were unused like Carini's was just up until two months ago with the Noyo Center be reinvigorated into a positive working force into this community. So thank you guys so much for coming. We really appreciate having you here and you get to see our home and why we're so passionate about this beautiful area. The Fort Bragg mill site is the topic of much controversy as the city of Fort Bragg and the Mendocino Railway maneuver for control over what happens there. The Coastal Commission's role in the cleanup and development of the area is evolving, but the tour gave them a first-hand understanding of the land and community that will be affected by their actions into the future. For the KZYX News, I'm Alicia Bales. KCYX News Team includes Satellites, Alicia Bales, Stacy Sheldon, Ailet Sasueta, and Victor Palomino. For questions, feedback, story suggestions, and more, please email us at news at kcyx.org. 
For all our local stories with photos and more, visit kcyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KCYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcast. I'm Victor Palomino, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>